Right, hello everybody, and thank you for listening to episode 7 of the page-by-page -page campaign of Carpe Diem. Just to recap, uh, last time our band of deep delvers deliberated about how to permanently solve the problem of the seemingly immortal bee-man-slash-monster hybrid thing. This led them to go down several avenues, from questioning the local fauna to commissioning some sort of gadget, possibly from Klaukum, Forward Gate's resident artificer. After combining several pieces of various half-baked plans, the team set to work trying to seal off a cavern that the majority of these unnatural bees seem to be resting in between their rampages. And now the final extermination begins. Or does it? We're jumping pretty much straight into combat. Last time you guys, uh, as we just went over, killed uh, apparently 79% of the bees exactly that are in this giant chamber. Uh, so what you're looking at here is you have this little thing which is going to represent uh the the what is what is forming into kind of the same type of uh of, of dude that you saw like in the in the forward gates town square uh the first time you encountered him uh it's kind of it, it looks much less solid though and it's like kind of a humanoid shaped just pile of honey it seems like uh there's there's much less beads and they're much less able to form you know or come together into uh this this well-defined monster so this is like just a big pile of honey with arms and a mouth that's just kind of roaring into the darkness and then you just have this big old swarm of bees that is also floating about and some of them are going to join this amalgamation of other bees and some of them are just kind of being an annoying cloud um but for the most part most of them are kind of centered here and so last time when we jumped in you guys had already rolled initiative i kept that order up and I just rolled for Solgrid to jump in, so we can get right into it. First up in the order, we have Fetral. So, Fetral, you, you you see what we got going on here? What do you want to do? All right. Um. So I want to move into such a position as I can cast Thunder Wave without hitting any of my companions. Yeah, there's lots of space for that. Um, we're gonna say. I mean, you guys were all pretty much in the center of the chamber. Like, there's there's a main kind of entrance over here like the direction over here is pretty much uh, is collapsed and closed off but there was main one main human-sized hole that you were able to came through on this side and so you guys all kind of came into the center to take care of this uh so you throw yourself wherever you see fit to but well, there's lots and lots of space quick question um weren't uh wasn't everyone else like, weren't there, like, two people outside the door, and it was just um, myself and Yaku that were actually in the room when we finished things yes, last time? You know what? I'm going to leave that up to you guys. Is that how you... That That is how we ended. Okay. In that case, who is in the chamber right now? Is it just Yaku and Moshe? Yeah. That's where I'm... I left off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in what that case... Where are we coming in through, Chris? This one right here. In that case, if everybody is outside, then we're only going to be able to do Yaku and Mercer's turn, and everybody else is going to have to spend the turn getting in here. Like, if that's there, I can get within range for Thunder Wave in my movement. Um, okay. Because we were just outside the door. It's not yeah, like we, we were, were back all, in the yeah. town. Okay, okay. Well, I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't saying where everybody was, so, like, wherever you guys see yourselves, like, you are you're dictating this so well and i mean i was wondering if if yaku could like 
uh, cast a web to cover the doorway for a moment, and we can like <laughs> regroup. I mean, I there's. A, I mean, that's a thought, but you guys are also in combat, and like the bees aren't really trying to escape, so it's not gonna do you a whole lot of good right now. Uh, but either way, Fetral, you're up. What are you doing? Okay. All right, I'm gonna cast Thunder Wave. And you're gonna target the the main kind of uh, monster thing. I'm a. It's a cone, so any bees that get caught in it too. Or sorry, uh, it's a 15 foot cube. Mm-hmm. Wave. Originating from you. Oh, it's a cube from me. So you have to you have to be within 15 feet of of whatever you're casting it on. Um, then I'm gonna do something else, apparently. Mm-hmm. Since I was outside. Yeah. So you move in for sure. Yeah, move to where I'm at on the map. Okay. And then? And then you be patient for a second. Okay, okay. And then? <laughs> yeah. I already dealt with one <laughs> seven-year-old for four hours today. Leave me alone. Uh-huh. I so I am going to. Where are you at, Carrick? Where's your character? Um, you I'm like, right. yeah, I guess. You can delay. You don't have to take an action. You can. Just, just give me a second. I okay. created a new character for this week for a different game, <laughs> and now I'm confused as to what I'm doing. All right, I'm gonna cast hideous laughter okay. on the bee monster. Okay. And that's a save, correct? I have to correct. make a uh, wisdom saving throw or fall prone. A creature with an intelligence score of four or less isn't affected. Uh, gosh, I'm going to say this is uh, this is higher than four, probably. Yeah. yeah. The, the general bees, I would say, are lower, but... Yeah. Um, all right, wisdom saving throw. DC is 12, so we're going to go ahead and do that. Uh, yeah, he fails. So this thing fails. You cast the hideous laughter and falls into a fit of laughter and it's coming from like a, a vaguely humanoid pile of magic honey and bees that that sounds horrifying <laughs> and it's just like this uh weird buzz gravelly buzzing like seizure sound that you hear coming out of this thing uh but sure it is now prone and incapacitated and unable to stand up for the duration at the end of each of its turns, uh, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. Okay, so that's prone. For, so it, got, it falls down into like a more spread out pile, I guess, and it's not going to be able to move right away. So that's that. Anything else you want to do? Uh, no, that's all I'm going to do. Okay, so next up in the order is Mosher. Yo, uh, sorry. Um, uh, give me one second. My tripping out a little bit. I'm probably going to shoot some fire at something, though. Um, Sounds appropriate. Yeah. Kristen, who did you attack? The the bee blob. The blob. Right. Um, let's, uh, let's do some magic. I guess I might as well... I'll do my breath weapon at Mr. Bee Dude. Mr. Bee's wax. Um, Alright, so main guy here uh what's the range on that that's uh 15 feet so if you're over here you're probably gonna have to move up a bit closer if you're doing okay that kind of nonsense but uh for sure move up there 
and it has to make a dexterity saving throw, which it's prone, which is it's going to have disadvantage on. Uh, do, 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 do. So it's eight plus con modifier plus proficiency bonus. Uh, what's what's your con modifier there? I'm not sure. It is um, four. No two. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. He's not going to make it anyway. Um, so he fails that save. So you are going to do uh, do two d six damage. Looks like. So, yep. So you you rush forward, uh, rear back, and just blow fire at this thing. And yeah, that's not too bad. Six damage, and it actually smells pretty good. It's a nice like cooking, sizzling honey in here. And but it, all, all all the while, this thing also can't stop laughing in a really weird, monstery ah. voice. Which is just the scene itself is he horrifying. Did, he did damage, so it gets to roll another save. Yeah, so he's going to roll another wisdom save. At, at advantage, because he took damage. Alright, wisdom save at advantage. Shoot two. Yep, that's a nat 20. He is out of it, so uh, he is going to be able to uh, recover from that on his turn. But Moshare, is there anything else? But he else? still has to take his whole action to stand up, right? Correct. Because he's prone? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, okay, so, you know, I've seen some stuff online and I'm not totally sure, like with cantrips, can I use a cantrip as a bonus action? Unless it says so, no. Um, I mean, it, it'll say so if you can, for the most part, their actions, because they're still casting spells. Also, you have your whole spell shaping, their quicken spell thing, which would let you do it if you wanted to use your sorcery points, but normally you can't. Yeah, you know what? We're in battle. Might as well. Uh, I will. Okay, so I'm going to use Quicken Spell. Um, All right. And uh, let me throw that out there. Bada boom, bada bing. And then, um, I mean, we're just hitting the dude, right? Like, I mean, he's like our main main target, basically. Uh, that's what it seems like. All right. Well, yeah, I might as well just throw a little uh, my good old on some more fire a little uh pow pow uh whoops oh whoops whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, i haven't played this game in a while i guess uh sorry one second it's been at least two weeks i know right <laughs> oh, all right so you're doing a second level spell here the agonizer scorcher yeah so you shoot that out it's gonna make another deck save um it hasn't actually set up yet so that's also gonna be disadvantage and He's going to fail on... Actually, wait. Uh, DC 13? He Fine. actually is going to... Yeah. Uh, he actually is going to succeed on that. So go ahead and roll your 3d8. He's going to take half damage. All right. Actually, no. We we established... No. Sorry, I'm wrong. Because we established last time that this thing is vulnerable to fire, fire damage. So it is going to take full damage either way because it cancels it out. Oh, and was the last one double then? The breath weapon? It was double. Yep, so I have to adjust that. That was actually 12 damage instead. Hey, nice. Uh, okay, so, so I go ahead and roll your 3D. 3D. Yeah. Let's go. So I'd like to see. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's still another 7 damage, so you shoot out this line of fire. Again, sizzles this thing. It's now a bubbling pile of goo, uh, but still looks real angry. And so that well, looks like it's going to be... Since it's vulnerable to fire damage, what happens to the damage done? It's doubled. 
and he fired damage. So that so. was 14 points right there that he just did, yes? But he, no. sa he saved from the dex throw, so normally it'd be half, but that nullifies it. Yes. Uh, so, it double, so it went back to, like, just regular. Gotcha, thanks. Correct. Um, Alright, so if uh, you're not doing anything else, Mo Share, that's going to be Yaku up next. Right, I'm going to use um, a cantrip of Create Bonfire. Okay, and bonfire fills a five-foot cube. Any creature in the bonfire space, when you cast a spell, must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d8 damage. All right, so you're going to create the bonfire somewhere right around this dude, I'm assuming? Yes, sir. Okay, so it's going to make a dex saving... God, a lot of saving throws you guys are forcing on me here. Hey, while All that's right. occurring, um, are these... Uh, are there any... Are there honeycombs flammable? Um, you, you guys have burnt up all you're going to burn up now. Like, <laughs> this is weird stuff in a goddamn fight. Uh, okay, so he's definitely absolutely going to fail on that saving throw. Uh, so go ahead and do your d8, and we're going to double whatever that turns out to be as you burn the fuck out of Damn, all right. So oh, that's not too bad. Like, it, it's a, it's a fun little camping spell, but you managed to, uh, start that up and just start boiling this thing alive. And it is screaming and looking pissed, and it's gonna like really try to fuck your day up if it ever actually gets to move. So we'll see what happens here. I'm gonna use a bonus action of combat wild shape and turn into giant spider. A giant spider. All right. How many times have you done that in this day? Did we get a long rest before? We, we saved intentionally for it. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so you did that. You're a giant spider. Anything else you can do? That's it. I think that's I think that's probably it. All right. Uh, hey, Brady, there. Yes. Oh, we got it just in time because you're actually up next in the order. So this is actually your first turn in this combat. Uh, to 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 a quick recap for you, you guys are in a cavern fighting what is left of this bee monster because in the last game they were able to take out exactly seventy nine percent of the bees that uh. <laughs> they happened to track down that we're in this cavern. Uh, there is a whole fucking huge plan for that that involved dynamite and spider webs and craziness. Uh, and so the lion's share of the bees have gotten taken out and the rest of them are reforming to attack. You guys just got into combat its first round and you're up. Uh, we are entering this cave from this side here. Yeah. This well, the main is right there, yeah. The egg yolk in the middle. Chris Chris keeps saying the main enemy, like there's this isn't the enemy. Um, he's being very specific about saying, yeah, this is the main enemy. But um, I mean, there's also still a, a number of bees buzzing around that are kind of that might do something. But for the, this is, yeah. Okay. Uh, melee. Okay. It's yeah, also totally. currently prone. Yeah, 20 is uh, for sure going to hit. By any chance, are your melee attacks... Uh... You don't have magic. a magic weapon, do you? Yeah. They are not. Okay. You are magical. Yeah. So uh, you run up and just smack this thing, and it, it, you, you feel the Warhammer just kind of sink into the honey a little bit, and you pull some away, and you kind of fling some off of it. Uh, so it takes a, a bit of damage from that, but definitely... You know, doesn't really have bones or anything, so you can't really tell if it's uh, hurt that bad or not. Anything else you want to do here? Smite. Smite? Alright. Um, it's not on 
dead, so it's not going to take double damage. But uh, yeah, you unleash your holy energy into it, and that definitely does something. All right. Uh, and that was all you wanted to do, correct? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of boring, isn't it? All right. Uh, so now this thing gets to go. So it's going to take its movement as just being not prone, which I guess for a thing that doesn't have legs, it just kind of looks like it's getting a little taller and, and more more phallic in nature uh, and, and turned into this big column of honey. And it's going to do a couple of things here because it gets lair actions, which are really fun. Um, first thing is... Let's see who's close here. Uh, Fetral, Mosher, both of you make constitution saving throws. Um, Alright, uh, Mosher, you totally make that. Uh, Kristen, you make that as well. Uh, just by the seat of your pants, but you do. Uh, so you guys are only going to take half damage from this, but you uh, get absolutely swarmed by the remainder of the bees that are in this cavern, and they envelop you and start stinging you and they're gonna do all right um so both of you guys are gonna take four damage so most air federal you're taking four points of poison damage from that and then this uh honey monster that is still that just kind of rose up to its full height is gonna like form a weird pseudopod-esque thing out of honey this is like a big blunt weapon and swing it at Solgrid. And that's going to be 15 to hit, which I'm assuming ain't going to do it. Nope. Ballin'. All right. So that's all it gets to do. And then, Jean, we're going to get to you. What are you doing? All right. Um, champion level four has the extra action, correct? Um, you or have action surge, which would let you do an extra action, I believe. And I... I don't know if you get two attacks because I'd have to look. Or not two things. attacks, but okay, action surge. That's the uh, okay. Like perfect. I know you have that for sure. Okay, so then I can make it from this point all the way to the honey monster. Um, and still attack. Yeah, because you could you could do a dash action and and also attack if you wanted to do that. All right, fantastic. I'm gonna do that, and as I pass by, I'm gonna fist bump Petrol and land <laughs> right over here. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, so you're not you're not doing sword. You're just doing the dagger here. E, I would have to use a turn to turn it into the sword, correct? Uh, I think we established that as a bonus action. We should probably really write this down somewhere. Um, <laughs> but I think <laughs> you can do it. I think you can do it as a bonus action. Um, but either way, uh, I mean that's just a damage thing. It's the same to hit, and eleven's not going to do it. Okay. So Very either nice. way, uh, you you just are too winded when you get there and just slightly miss him. Um, and that's your turn. Go back to Fetral. What's up? Right. So this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'm gonna move over here. Okay. Yeah. Then. No, I'm not gonna do that. Okay. I'm trying, I'm trying really I'm hard trying to thunder wave. I want to use thunder wave. But it's too close. You you need more single target spells in your life. I do. That's true. Uh huh. All right. So then, with that said, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and cast. I'm just gonna shoot it with an arrow. I guess. I don't know. Okay. Try it. Or I could 
cast heat metal on somebody's sword and see if we can do extra damage with a hot sword. Uh, that will not be helpful. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers. Okay. And that is going to be a wisdom saving throw. All right. Making a wisdom saving throw. Uh, going to fail. So it takes so what 3d6 happens? of psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from me. Okay. The creature doesn't move into obviously dangerous ground, such as a fire or pit, um, but it will draw a reaction from John and um, Brad. Yeah, so good. Yeah, so good. Um, okay, go ahead and roll your damage on that then. All right, so I'm going to roll my 3d6. All right, not too bad. So that's nine points of psychic damage, and, you know, this thing is making a lot of noise anyway, and you can't really see what happens, but uh, you think you heard it. And it also has to make its uh, reaction to move as far away from you as possible. Cool. Yep. Um, so it's going to move somewhere over here then. Uh, Silver John, you can go ahead and both make opportunity attacks on this thing as it flees and moves over here. Uh, 15 will do it. And yeah, 26 will fucking do it. Uh, so that's going to be 6 damage from Solgrid. Go ahead and roll that damage there, uh, John. And 5. Alright. Cool. So that thing fled uh, and it is now... About 30 feet away from uh, you guys, so it's somewhere over there. And that's Mo Share's turn. Alright, alright, alright. Um, I'm terrible at my character voice right now. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yes. I. <laughs> fire or more fire? Mm. More fire. More fire. I like your style. <laughs> Alright, so you're going to do this again. Um, you need to move a little closer if you're going to use that one, though, because you're... Oh, yes. 30. It moved. It moved. Mm. How do I do the draw thing again? You're, you're giving it actively. Um, I am. I'm oh, doing okay. it. Okay. How's that? In the... In the top yeah. hand, left hand corner, you have six tools. The fourth one down is the ruler in a circle. That's uh -huh. the that's the measure distance one. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Um, so, just out of curiosity, there, Mosher, uh, how many second level spell slots do you have right now? Um, so I have three total, two okay. left. Uh, all right. Well, you just this is the second one you're using. So, cool. Yeah, actually, Thanks, so, uh, good call out, because in retrospect, I'm pretty sure I used my breath weapon uh, at the beginning of this whole craziness. Is that a spell slot? No, but I'm only supposed to use it once until I have another long rest. Uh, Alright, well, I mean, it was, it was a total of, like... Yeah. Okay. Not, a, not a lot of damage. So whatever, we're gonna we're gonna let it slide because I didn't say anything about it. But how um, you do only have one second level spell slot left. So correct. All right. Um, so you cast that. It's gonna make deck save. Let's see if it'll succeed on this deck save. And yes, that is gonna succeed. So again, normal damage. 
go ahead and roll your 3d8. All right, not too bad. Uh, and you shoot at another ray, and you're just chasing this thing to the ends of the earth with blasts of fire. And it's leaving this charred, like, caramelized trail behind as it flees. I know, look, it's just, it's just real tasty in here right now. Okay. Can I scoop up some honey in my, uh... If you want to, I don't know if it's a good idea for you to get this stuff, the, the, but... A bag of holding? Just fill it up with honey? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you totally can. Alright, um, so that was that. Oh, sure, did you want to do anything else? I think you're... No, that'll do set it. Alright, Yaku, you're a giant spider. Yeah. yeah. Um, is, is, uh, is Honey Blob Dude, uh, currently on fire um no he's not burning he's just real scorched that's sir honey blob do uh, my bad please <laughs> give me um i i'm having a like trouble knowing like where where i am or um you know what let's yeah, since you're having issues, we'll theater the mind this bullshit and say, oh, hey, you are over here somewhere, and uh, cool. you can probably reach him in with your movement as a spider. Let's say that. Let's... I don't know what your movement as a spider is, because I'm looking uh, at... But... 30. Okay, you can... Um, since he, he's, yeah, he did run away... Yeah, that's fine. That's, that, that totally works. It just helps me know where I'm at. Okay. Um... So, am I able to like move and uh, and shoot a web, or is that two actions? No, movement's different. So, cool. Then I'd like to move. Um, let's say, like, can you see where I'm? Yep. Yep. I'd yep. Like to move, like right there. Okay. Um. And I'd like to shoot a web at his ass, trying to. Restrain him. Okay. So, um, web is a range weapon attack, plus five to hit. Range is 30, um, I would say 30 slash 60 feet. Uh, that would be in two different attack modes, but I'm not really sure. Gotcha. Why, but either way you can hit him. Right. Because it's like a bow. It's accurate and then inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Roger. Uh, the, the target is restrained by webbing as an action. The restrained target can make a DC 12 strength check, uh, right. bursting the web on success. Uh-huh. Um, does he make a strength check right now? or? Um, it just, so I, I make a ranged weapon attack with a plus five to hit, so I don't know how do uh, I do that. Okay. Yep. So just go ahead and uh, roll d d20, we'll add five to it. Awesome. Uh, okay, 14. so that is going to do it, yeah. So you hit him with the web, and he's ensnared, I believe? Yes. Uh, restrained. Restrained, all right. Um, God, you guys are making this not fun for me. All right, so he's going to be restrained <laughs> and try to break out on his next turn. Uh Cool. Anything else you're doing? Um, no, but just so you know, DM, um, the webbing can also be attacked and destroyed. It has an AC of 10 with an HP of 5. And Fantastic. it is vulnerability to fire, uh, and it is immune to bludgeoning, poisoning, and psychic damage. Oh, fun. All right. So then Solgrid's up next. 
What you doing there? Gonna poke it with my hammer. Alright. <laughs> Run up and poke it. You can jump yeah. off my back. Yeah, 25 absolutely will hit it, and you're also smiting on that one. Cool. So you run up and, like, do a vault off of the back of the giant spider and just, like, come down right on top of this thing. It looks really badass. Because, like, you know, that's the kind of thing you can do with 25. Uh, and come down and smack this thing uh, and do bludgeoning damage, which is nice because that's not going to fuck up uh, the web that it's in. All right. Uh, this thing is looking pretty pretty worse for wear, guys. He's not, he's not a happy camper right now. Case maybe you thought he was. Uh, he is still alive, though. He's going to try to break out uh, on his turn, which conveniently it's his turn. And so first he is going to do strength. Try to get out of the web. And what's the, what's the save on that there? Uh, 12 on the 12, strength check. Yeah. Yep, so he's going to make that. So he, uh, I'm going to say doesn't even break it. He just kind of is able to push himself and oozes around it and just like gets out of the web and leaves it behind. Um, so he is out of that. Uh, do, 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 do. He's going to do layer action. Um, let's see. I think only the bees want to attack the big spider. Um, so the bees are going to attack Solgrid and Mo Share. Both of you guys go ahead and make uh, constitution saves. All right. 16. Uh, Mo Share is going to make his. And that is going to be. Um, six damage, uh, to you, Moshare. So good you didn't make your save, uh... Who's attacking me? Um, this random swarms of bees that are still flying about. Uh, would, just out of curiosity, would a shield probably not block against the bees, or is that... Not effectively, no. Okay. <laughs> Alright. So, uh, you guys get attacked by the bees, though... Uh, sorry, Mosher, you do save. You're going to take 6 damage. Solgrid, you don't save. You're going to take 13 points of poison, poison damage there. And then this guy is not within melee range of anybody, um, but he broke out of the thing. Technically, isn't he? Because Solgrid ran up and hit him with the hammer. Oh, he is. Oh, Solgrid is right there. I forgot. Cool. Um, so then he's going to try to swing at Solgrid again. Thank you. If we kill Solgrid, I'll blame you, Fetral. Um, <laughs> really glad to be a part of this story. Oh yeah, that's a 19. He's going to hit with that. Um, and then so he takes his big old honey club out, swings it at you, and bludgeons you for uh, that's another 10 points of damage. So it's Solgrid's hurt. <laughs> Feeling a little rough yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I do need my health points are wrong though. Well, if you if you as long as you know roughly what you got, then yeah, no, I forgot to add health for my fourth level. Ah, don't be that guy. Uh, anyway, that's his that's his whole turn. And John, you're up next. All right. Uh, I'm I'm in talking distance to Fetral. I can communicate. Yes. Okay. Uh, and 
so uh, I would like that. Is there any way possible, if Vexel would like it to be done so, if she can't get over there in one turn, can I assist her as my turn to like fling her over there into position so that she can use her spell? He. Uh, oh. Um, maybe. Um, with, with, with you Vexel's can, you consent, can, of course. You can, you can try to do this. Uh, it's going to be a pretty difficult strength check to do it because Fetral's not a tiny person and he's like, he's, he is human, I believe. Fetral's yeah. human. Yeah. So yeah, he's not, he's not like a little, little halfling or something you can just toss. So I'll say you can hmm. do it. It's going to be like an 18 strength check to toss somebody that far. Uh, so feel free to try. I kind of, it, it, do you, uh, would that help or would I be, is that just, (laughs) I'm talking about getting federal position. Um, I think that it would probably be more helpful for you to attack, but I don't know if you have any ranged options since you're 35 Uh, feet away. No. I, uh, I don't. Every, but I can... Everything that I can do healing-wise is all physical contact. I have to touch somebody. Okay. Okay. Are you, so, are you, uh, 50 interested? people in right now. I got an extra longbow. You want a longbow? I don't even know if I'd be able to use that. I'm... I mean, I would, but... Uh, I guess then I, uh... Just move into range. Kind of anticlimactic. That's what she said. <laughs> that is the story of my sex date. All right. It's gonna be so great. And uh, you know, what was what was the frame phrase you used? Uh, something about inject your holy. Oh God. What, what, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Sean, what are you doing? I'm. Just, that's it. Uh, I can't okay, attack. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John's move, Fetchel, it's your turn. Alright, I mean, all I can do is move right now and, and attack, so I can't really, uh, unless I dash, I still can't heal if I do that, so I can get closer. Um, I mean, if you did your dash, you could you could get up to Solgrid. Like. Yeah, but I can't actually heal him. That's true. So, like, there... It, if I'm still gonna have to cast something, I might as well get close and closer so that I can heal on the next turn. Mm-hmm. But all right, so I'm gonna move up closer, and I'm gonna cast vicious mockery. All right. Um. So hang on. I accidentally clicked on it twice. My apologies. Yeah. Wisdom saving throw. All right. Let's try it again. Uh, yep, he's gonna save against that. Um, so he doesn't take the damage, and I believe on a successful save, nothing happens, right? Yeah, seems like nothing happens. It must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about a successful save, so I'm gonna say no, nothing happens. Uh, but just for flavor, what? how did you insult him viciously? Oh, I haven't opened that spreadsheet yet. I know, you gotta improvise. Hey, Drippy, grow a black backbone. Grow a backbone. Yep, no. There you oh, go. That, yeah, that's why it fails. Okay. Um, 
That is great role playing. Solid role playing though. Uh, okay, so that that falls flat. Um, <laughs> Mo, Mo share. It's uh, you're up. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, so I want to move closer to Soulgrade. Uh, well, actually, let me check. I think I'm in 30 feet. Let me just double check. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna kind of like go over. Oops. Oh, that got weird. I'm gonna go over here. And um, I will cast, well, let me see if there's a willing shenanigans here. Okay, so I'm going to cast Enhance Ability um, with uh, Bear's Endurance. And so on Soulgrid. Uh, okay. So he'll get advantage on Constitution checks and also gains 2d6 temporary hit points. Okay. Is that a first level spell? No, it's a second, so that'll be my last uh, second level spell. Alright, um, so yeah, go ahead and roll your 2d6 there. Do I roll it or hit? Either way, I mean... I got a 5. Yeah, 5. Let's just go with that. So uh, uh, I guess that could have been a lot better, though. Uh, you you want to roll? No, sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't know... Uh, yeah, we're gonna go with five. Uh, so Solgrid gets five temporary hit points and advantage on Constitution saving throws. Uh, That'll right. do it for me. That'll do it. Yeah, Q, what are you doing? Um, what what's going on with the bees? Um, they're they're circling around. Like occasionally they're coming down and swarming you guys, but uh, they're they're still kind of buzzing about. Are they? Are they all in a? Like it's what is very? What is, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What's your question? Um, in terms of, like, uh, I guess, like, the amount, like, is there a, a space where there's a lot of them? Like, would it be worth it to um, to shoot my web at them, or are they pretty um, spaced out? Uh, I mean, it's not like a super tight cloud or anything, but, uh, I mean, you could try shooting your web at them. I'm not going to say it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not, not fishing for that. I just, like, if I look <laughs> over there, I only see, like, seven bees. Like, I don't know if that's what I want to... Uh, no, it's, it's definitely more than that. And and what's the current status of uh, Mr. Blub? Blub um, he's, not looking, he's not looking hot. Well, I mean, he is looking hot. He's looking very burnt and blackened and charred. Uh, but he's, yeah, he's... You're terrible. He's, <laughs> he's looking pretty... Uh, is he on fire? Pretty no. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to... Do the web again and try to try to restrain them. Go for it. So just do your twenty and plus five. Oh Ooh. yeah, that's that. That one is sure not going to happen. Uh, I think you're you're something wrong with your little spinnerets and like you have a misfire, uh, and you gotta uh, gotta it go clean your gun real quick. <laughs> Man, if I was the DM, I would have uh, I would have made me like you know cocoon one of my 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 mates, but. Yeah, you know what? Thanks. Thanks for not doing that. Wow. Next, next, <laughs> next time. Thank you for that idea, though. Uh, awesome. Yeah. You misfire, nothing happens. Uh, so then, Soul Grid, we're back to you. What are you doing with that big old five temporary hit points? Hey, man. I'm going to poke him with my hammer. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool. 12 is not going to do it. You uh you you feel a little bit better, but uh, 
in his last little burst of nimbleness, has managed to uh, to skirt around you and just escape that blow. Um, and if you're not trying anything else, it's going to be uh, the guy's turn. All right, so he gets uh, the lair action, and what happens here is you guys don't get attacked by bees, and you see all the rest of these bees in the room, which there's not all that many, probably uh, definitely two or three hundred, though. Something like that. It's like, there are a lot of bees in here before you guys could kill a shit ton. But all the bees that are left are going to coalesce and with a singular focus just rush in toward the blob here and join themselves to it. And these bees are all gone. Uh, and all the bees just go into this and get absorbed. And you see it get a little bit bigger and like a little less blackened and a little less charred. And he's going to get a little healthier from that. Like, not up to full HP, but he's going to gain some HP back. And he is it. You don't see any other bees in the room. There is just this pile of, like, vaguely humanoid honey. That's his lair action that he's going to take. And that's a great pun there, Kristen. Sorry, that was an accident. Uh -huh. Disregard that. Uh, and then he is also going to attack... Um, and just for a change of pace, I'm going to say he's going to swing a big pseudopod at John, who's also right up in there in the mix. And that's going to be a natural two to hit. Ain't going to do it. Uh, so that's his turn. John, back to you. All right. Um, closer. There we go. And I will, uh, I will be swinging on him. Yeah, 17 will do it. Roll that damage. Hopefully it's a magic weapon. All right. Could have been better, but uh, yeah, you you managed to get a good stick in him. All right. It's a fun squelching sound that he makes. Anything else you're doing? Nope, that's it. Fantastic. So we're back to the top. Fetrol, what are you doing? All right. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Mm -hmm reading some of my insults and I got distracted. Uh-huh. Typical part. Right. So, um... Solgrid, do you need heal? Question mark? Yes. Okay, I go heal. I don't not need a heal. Alright, how you doing that? Running up and casting Cure Wounds. Oh, okay. So then go ahead and uh, roll that up. Using that as first level. Yes, using it as first level, and it's 1d8 plus my spellcasting ability modifier, so that is 4 plus 2, so 6. Alright, so so good to get 6 points of health back. Anything else you want to do there, Petrol? No puedo. Alright, and so we're going to Mosher. You're up. Um... So, uh, question for the group. Are we, um, hoping that when we defeat this guy, he, it's, he just disappears? Or are we at all concerned about the potential of him turning into bees again and not really moving a lot with this? I mean, do you think that we think this is all futile? It, it probably is. Yeah. Unless he's in liquid form and we can put him in that uh, bag of holding. Yeah. Just it all in there. out of him. I'd be down for that. <laughs> We've got that never-ending flask. Pass to the right. Ooh. 
Ooh. Doesn't I mean, quite work would, that way. <laughs> how would we get someone into the bag of holding? Well, if he's in liquid form, I've got a sword. Uh, Solgrit's got a hammer. We can just scoop him in there. <laughs> I'm open to better suggestions. I mean, we're in the middle of combat, though. I don't know if we can actually. That would be a, that would be a big ask. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're not going to have a ton of time to strategize. That's a fair point there, Yaku. So, what are you doing there, Roshir? All right. I guess we'll just shoot some stuff and find out what happens. <laughs> so, uh, I don't mean to be a dick. No, it's all good. It's just, uh, I mean, I'm sure this is all stuff you guys would have talked about before. Yeah. Going right in. Uh, team, we're in battle, <laughs> but... <laughs> Do we think we're actually going to kill him? Or is this just... <laughs> you tried to question the honey blob. Should I okay. scrape towards the hammer with my sword? Screw or maybe it. My... I'll shoot some missiles at him. Yep. All right. So you uh, unleash the Sorry, honey. I did an extra one. Alright, all good. We'll do the first three. So, you, uh, yeah, you unleash your barrage of magic missiles. They fly out, stick right into them. Uh, looks kind of like, a, you know, bullets going into ballistics gel. Looks kind of cool, actually. And they, they shoot through him for, let's see, that's eight points of damage. And he's looking pretty hurt again. And then next up in the order, we're going to have Yaku. What are you doing? And sorry, just real quick, my uh, enhance ability was like a concentration thing, so those temporary hit points are gone for Solgrid. All right, so that's Yaku. What's I'm, up? I'm going to bounce and bite this son of a bitch. All right, what's your, what do you get to hit on that? Um, melee weapon attack plus five to hit. Um, All right, roll it up. Well, last time it was a 20, this time it's not. Go. Oh, I'll take that. Whoa, shit. All right. So that's a nat 20. So what is your damage on that? So it says uh, hit uh, the 7, 1d8 plus 3 piercing damage, and the target must make a DC 11 constitution saving throw, taking 9, uh, 2d8 poison damage on a failed save, or half as much damage. If the poison, hold on, let me get there. Target is stable, but poisoned for one hour and is paralyzed while poisoned this way. All right, well, I'm going to save you the trouble here. Uh, he's, immune, he's immune to poison damage, so that ain't going to work. Son uh, of a... However, go ahead and roll your 2d8 damage for the bite plus 3. Oof, okay. <laughs> that could have gone better, but uh, you know what? You crit, so it, it could have gone worse as well. So you run up, uh, pounce on him, just sink your fangs in. You know, he, you actually get a little taste. He actually didn't taste too bad. Um, and he gets poked full of holes. Uh, but does not take the poison damage from that, and then Soul Grid, it's your turn. You know what I'm gonna do? You gonna hit him with your hammer? I'm gonna hit him with a hammer. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so out of character oh, okay. for you. Yeah, 21's gonna do it. So that's uh, 10 damage you smack him with. Uh, do you have another smite left in you? Okay. There we go. So, see. Divine light just coursing through this son of a bitch. That's gonna be that much damage. Yeah, he's now looking a bit worse than he was before. Uh, he's uh, yeah, barely barely holding it together, and parts of him are kind of slowing off, and he's really struggling to maintain any kind of form at this point. Uh, but it is gonna be his turn. 
might be his last one. We'll see what happens. And so he's just going to go for broke here and just wildly start swinging around just like these tentacles of honey. That's all he can throw together. And he's going to lash out and he's going to swing one at Soul Grid for... Uh, that's a... Well, that's over 20 to hit, so that's going to hit Soul Grid. Um, six points of damage. And then he's going to swing another one over at John. Uh, which is going to be a 19 to hit, which does hit John. Yep. John, you're going to take seven points of damage. All right. And that's going to be all he's going to do. And then back up to John. What's up? John is going to run and uh, stab him again. Okay. Try it. 22 hits. Roll some fat damage see something good big numbers all right five is a number i don't know if it's a big one but it definitely is a number you go up stick him again and he's just falling apart like things are running off of him like he's he's forming a pool uh definitely is not looking so hot but we're back to fetchel what's going on an excellent question i'm gonna go ahead and do vicious mockery again just because it's a cantrip and i can trip Oh my god, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's gonna save on wisdom here. Nope, doesn't make it. One uh, whole point which... of damage. Yep, um, what's your insult? My insult is, what the hell is on your face? Oh, it's your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's one point of damage, and what else does that do? Uh... He gets disadvantage on something, right? That's... Uh, has disadvantage on next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. Okay. Alright, um, so he's going to be reeling from that for a minute. Anything else you're doing? No, that's it. Okay. Mosher? Um, you think this guy wants to play a game of poker? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proficient with gaming sets and I have high charisma. Just that'll that'll save you. Ooh, crit on the fireball. All right. Ooh, nice. Um, that twenty. Roll your damage. Yes. Get, get uh, some big numbers. One moment. And he's uh, he's he's uh, a thing, you know, where he's we do doubles or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So yes, that is fire damage. So, uh, yeah. Go ahead and roll. Um, you d10 again for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because he's... Because he did get a crit. Give me high numbers. Wow. Not great. Um, In the future, if you just click the word fireball under your little block that went up with your roll, you just click on that, it'll automatically roll the damage. And I think it'll include the crit damage. It usually does. Uh, Yeah, you, you... form this enormous fireball in your your claw and you just throw it at him and it splashes against him throws most of his body mass off and just what's left is this miserable husk of of just like not even sentient barely coherent blob that's just rolling around he is so close to death and yaku that's you what are you gonna do um let's put a web on him see if we can keep him there uh all right, so roll it. Roll it then. Let's do it. And I'm uh, 
plus... Yep. Plus five. Yep, that's going to do it. So he is enwebbed and ensnared. Ballin. Uh, he's in... He's... Yeah, he's he's in there. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, anything else you're doing here? Uh, I think that's it. I'll, uh, I'll sit back and let my friends do the rest. All right. Solgrid. You got whatever's left of this thing trapped in the web. Can you guess what I'm going to do? You're going to smack it with a hammer? I'm just saying that. You're going to ask him. I have a crazy idea. I, I need to give him. <laughs> you're going to question yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to smack it with a hammer. Okay. Do it. Yep. Does it. There's no real creative way to do this. So here's what happens. Uh, so when you come up and you take the hammer out, you can bring it down on it. And this thing just gets smashed and stops moving entirely. And then you see it just slowly, slowly start to drift apart and break apart into um, whatever's left of the collection of bees. And there's very much not many of them. There's like 20, 30 of these fucking things. But as they kind of try to fly apart and dissolve, they get trapped in this web. And all of these bees just get stuck in the web that this thing was, uh, that was uh, ensnared by. And they, they just get stuck. They're kind of buzzing around. They are still alive. But for all intents and purposes, this thing's done, except for a couple dozen bees, which you now have stuck in a web. Later. Come on. Yeah, and I think, isn't the web flammable? Yes. Yep. As are the bees. Wait, did, was the web... Oh, that was... Yeah. And it's a sitting target, dude. So, you, you guys you guys are also effectively out of combat, so however well, you want to deal with this... Wait, can, can you turn into a bee and talk to them in a bee language, and we're holding them hostage? <laughs> um, and, I, I, have talk with, I have talk with animals, I can just do that. I, I'm just saying, we have 12 prisoners of war just at our convenience. I don't know if that's how it works, but I just really I mean, like the idea of... Can I investigate the room looking for a queen bee somewhere while while they figure out what they're doing? Uh, Yeah, roll me a nature check. I want to investigate. <clears throat> I, threw a, I threw a firebolt out there uh, just willy-nilly. Uh, well, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, so Kristen, you or Fetchley, you're looking around. Uh, you're you're not gonna find anything else. Uh, this room is pretty empty. Like the hives that were here have been scorched. There are no bees flying around. Like you see no movement at all. This cavern is still. There's just there's I'm, nothing here. I'm looking for a body of a queen bee, though. Okay. The DM is strongly implying that you're not going to find one because one doesn't exist. AKA, he wants us to just get the F out of here. You <laughs> said I just wanted to look around while everybody else was figuring out yeah. what So, yeah. And you, and you did that. And you, you succeeded in looking around. Uh, Mosheras cast the firebolt. Is that what? Because if you, if you cast the firebolt in this situation, you're just going to immediately kill all of them. They're going to be done. Is that what's going on here? Uh, well, I mean, it's up to you. I had to hit that before people wanted to talk to it, which was my bad. So, uh, which, uh, I mean, so if, it, if somebody, I, I say we go with the firebolt. I think that's even more poetic. All right. So we're, we're voting on just burning him. 
Although, I, I mean, does that even hit? I got a pretty weak. Oh, you, you don't have to roll a hit. You're out of combat right now. So if you want to do it, you can just take a fireball, throw it at this, like, really sad, pathetic ball of bees, and just incinerate all of them. No! And, and they're all... They are all dead. And nothing happens for a couple seconds. Were they oh, evil? Oh, God. Um, yes. Okay. And this thing is gone. And when this thing, uh, when the last of the bees just burn up into this crisp, um, everybody who's in the room make an arcana check. All right. <laughs> the, the one magic user gets a seven. Um, okay. So it's awesome. ready. 18, Federal 17, John. John gets a fucking 20. Yeah. Why? Why? I like these rolls so much. Here, can I use my... What's that inspiration thing you gave me? You don't want to use it for that, I promise you. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the sorcerer and the druid just fail to notice this at all. However, the rest of you guys definitely feel something. And you feel just this wave of... And you're not, like, magic folk. Like... Fetral, you would know the most about this. And you just feel this wave of energy, kind of like, you know, it's like a snapping rubber band. It's just like this tension that gets released uh, out into the ether and out into nothingness. And it's just gone. And kind of at the same time, you, John, uh, just for a second, you hear a voice in your head, and you hear a voice in your head say, well, that was a shame, wasn't it? And that was it. And you don't get anything else. And, uh, yeah. Voice sound like the guy from the paper? I would Since John so. wouldn't know. Y- yes, it, John, it does sound exactly like that. It but, it, but anyway, that's all that happens, and this, this thing's gone. What are you guys doing? I'm going to go back to the town and have me a short rest or, or not or long. Okay. So, um, if everybody wants I don't to go know back. what anybody else is doing. All right. You guys want to go back to the town? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess do we, I mean, if we debrief the town, I would like to come in and say we beat him, uh, fairly easily. I don't see what all the buzz was about. And then just oh, wait God. for everybody to grow on. Maybe. <laughs> all right. So you guys, it's not very far. You guys have check out of the cave. You go back to the town of forward gate. Um, and you come back in and everybody is, you know, there's a lot of people out in the streets that are staring at you. And a lot of the guards are kind of watching you as you come back in through the gates because they knew you had found a plan and you were going off to try to defeat this thing, uh, once and for all. And you come back and all of you are alive and all of you are for the most part unscathed. Uh, and so everybody's looking at you kind of in awe and kind of surprised because you went and beat this thing in its lair, theoretically. And as you come back in... Theoretically beat it, or theoretically its lair? Um, theoretically beat it. Okay. Uh, and you, you come back into town, and you're approached by uh, Durden, the captain of the guard. And he says, So, what happened there? Uh, while this is happening, I'm going to lay on hands myself. Okay. Get some health back. Just... We killed a bunch of bees, <laughs> and there's. Uh, we can only hope that the uh, person controlling the bees uh, can't summon more bees, but we still need to figure out who was controlling them. 
He says, well, if when 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 it died this time, what happened? Like, did was there did anything escape? Like, it, do you some, think it's gone? Some magical energies. That's it's troubling, but it this was different. Like this, there might be there might be hope. Like, why don't you? I mean, I'm not a big fan of you know hope, but you know it's it's worth it's worth a if it if it means something to you. Why don't why don't you all come and rest, stay the night? If this thing doesn't return, then maybe you did it. And uh, so, are you guys wanting to just go in and take a rest, or is there anything else you wanted to do in town? Uh, I'd like to convey to the group that I heard the guy uh, from before in in my head after uh, all of the bees died. Uh, just can we so also they are aware? Can while while he's doing this, can we resolve um, hey, John touching Solgrid's bag? Zach. Uh, yeah. I mean that. I guess that that's a thing that happened there. Um, so John, what? Well, since Solgrid wasn't awake, why don't you why don't you tell everybody what happened? Uh, telling Solgrid or everybody in the. I group? mean, whatever you want to do, you don't have to tell anybody anything. The Fetral's the one who's just like, let's resolve this. So. Oh. Okay. Uh, then I I I let everybody know, sit around, and I I woke up and I had a paper and pen and something inside me was telling me to uh to write anything that I wanted down. Uh, but then a voice in my head, uh, not unlike Fetrel's, like a guiding beam of light told me not to do it. And I feel like it might have saved my bacon. So uh, I put things back and uh, went to bed. And I apologize for uh, uh, respectfully handling your sack, Solgrid, while you were asleep. I hope you don't mind it. My sack handling skills are par none. Uh, <laughs> great. Who care? I stroked it. I even shellacked it. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Slogar just looks entirely perplexed at everyone. Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna completely bullshit this and just say, you know, like this is a thing that that dwarves just do. Like every six months, they go into like a little mini hibernation for like 24 hours, just like to get back in touch with, <laughs> and they just have to go and get back in touch with the stone and just like really like really get into that deep sleep. And that's what Solgrid was doing, and he was just like fucking out, uh, right up until you guys went and. Uh, Attack the bees in the cave. Um. So anyway, anything else anybody wants to do? Or are we just going into a a long rest? Um, I'm, I'm cool with the rest, but I do want to go back to Mister Artificer and, and uh, check in on my uh, alchemy stuff after we. Well, I guess DM. I mean, would that be? I know that we're on like different sleep schedules, so. Yeah. So let's 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 say this happens. Um, because there's there's a bunch of stuff that's going to happen here. So if there's no pressing business other than that, you guys had this long fight. You can go back to kind of your, your one big room at the, at the tavern slash whatever it is, and you guys have a long rest. You get your shit back. Cool. Do that. And it's at some point the next day or later this day, whatever. Time is hard down here. But it's, uh, it's a bit later. And you guys wake up and wander about. And when you wander out downstairs into mess hall, you find uh, Durden there waiting for you. And he says, so it didn't return. So far. 
this is this is the first night that it hasn't come since it showed up. It has not returned. And that's cool. And more so than that, if you're ready and you've collected yourself, there's there's someone who would like to talk to you. Do they have magical items for us? I don't know if that, that's that your guess is as good as I don't know, but either way, I'd appreciate it if you came with me. Fine. All right. So you if uh if you guys are all good. Okay. You guys are all good. And he leads you out and it's uh just him. And as you walk outside, you're joined by uh a couple of other guardsmen that he has with him today. Uh nobody that you know. But you're joined. And he takes you through town and through the square. And as you're as you're walking through, you notice this change in uh, the attitude and the atmosphere of the town. Whereas before, like you were in here, and like everybody was like kind of side eyeing you and being uh, kind of evasive and really suspicious because like you guys were the ones that showed up right around the same time this monster did, uh, and. It was a, it was very kind of a very cold thing. But as you're walking through now, like and people are nodding at you and like smiling at you, and they look grateful, and they're looking at you with a sense of respect. And you're walking through town and seeing all these people, and Durden leads you up here to this large, uh, kind of walled off building that's right to the right as you enter the town and through this other set of gates. And you walk up to this large, like very, uh, this black stone, very Gothic looking cathedral. And he walks up to the door and opens it and nods his head and ushers you inside of it. And as you walk in, you go in and see this cathedral and it looks like a lot of the inside of this has just been, you know, almost carved directly out of stone. And you see like these, these benches and pews that are uh, lining the, in the interior of this great space that are carved out of this uh, black stone with this very intricate line work on it. And at the, the, the front of this room, there's this uh, great altar um, with all kinds of very intricate carvings. And like there's statues and there's another very large statue of Elias Trey, the, uh, the goddess of, you know, all the things that she's the goddess of beauty and truth and, and not evilness. Uh, similar to the one that you see in the center of town. And standing in front of this large altar, looking at you, is a woman. And she's a drow. She's very tall, very thin. And as far as these things go, she looks older like she's not you know ancient and decrepit but she is a like a very mature very uh, woman that commands uh just this aura of you know being a bad bitch you walk in and she acknowledges you and says so i here i have you to thank for Solving the problem that I wasn't able to address. What's the name of the the lady who was away while we were doing this? 
Nasra. May I? I'm going to say uh, Nasra, I presume. She nods at you and says, I'm going to assume you're Fetral. Uh, I am. Is there any further light you could shed on this uh, being? She sighs and says, Yes, I said being. Oh my God. <laughs> mm, make a charisma check there. <laughs> oh. Safe or what? Just roll straight up charisma. Oh God. Oh. Um, I'm glad that, I'm glad you got that first roll in. I don't know why he came up twice. But the every time I try to click, it's not reacting. So then I click again and then it sends it through twice. Well, you got the 19 first, so we'll go with that. Um and she she notices your pun and just gives the faintest of smiles, but continues and says, Oh yeah. At this point, I'm afraid I don't have information that is much more expansive than your own. I was indisposed when these attacks began, and for that I am deeply regretful to my charges and the people of this village, but it seems that all in all there was not much damage done and the day has been won. The day has been So what you're trying to say is you are this one. Am I understanding correctly? We'll get to that. And she says, I also understand that you came out of the hall. Yeah, you might want to talk to some of your men about that. How? Tell me something. What What about the lot of you is so special? There has to be, there has to be something, because a normal group of, forgive me for using an expression, destitute uh, adventurers like yourselves, you, you, you would never have been able to even make it past the crystal, crystal chamber, much less navigate the maze that is the Hall of Ways and, and come out of it uh, with your minds intact or find your way out at all. There's, it's almost unthinkable what is special about you. Can, can I just point at Santiago? I was thinking the same. <laughs> same, same, same. And you point at Santiago, and he like waves a claw and just says, "Hey, hey, yeah, uh, uh, I like your hair. It's pretty cool." And she kind of narrows her eyes and looks at Santiago and says, "A curious creature, but that doesn't really explain anything." I'm a failed blacksmith, so I don't know. I'm gonna say, uh, well, we uh, we came down here in order to find someone who was missing, and just following their trail, we ended up here in the state you have seen us in. So, um, maybe we're just really good at following people, but I would say that that makes us the second people to have come out of such a place. So yeah. A lot yes. of lot of special floating around today. Yes, Durden did tell me that you weren't the only ones, the only strangers or interlopers here. 
recently, and there was an older woman that somehow has also escaped all of our traps and safeguards. It's very curious indeed. And he also tells me that you removed something from that place. Also, there was like a big hole in the wall that we just walked through, and uh, that's where we ended up. So, I mean, that helped. But how, uh, long, how long would you say that you were in the hall? How how much time did you spend there? I mean, I'm not good with time without the sun, but like not very long. We walked in and had a conversation with a big statue and then left. Make a perception check. I, everybody or? Uh, yeah, sure, everybody. Am I able to like speak with the group without her hearing what I say? Not right now. All right, fantastic. All right, four for Federal 16, Soul Grid, 12 for Mosher. <sighs> 10 for Yaku. Nine for Yeah, you guys aren't very terribly perceptive here. Soul Grid, you see just the briefest flicker of fear on her face. It's really, really quickly, and it goes away. And she says, curious. But I was told you removed something from that place. What have you taken? I'm just going to look at John. Uh, and I, I hold up the undead snake fang that was in my, uh, that was in my pouch. <laughs> and she says, do you think I'm playing a game with you? There was I, uh, a there was a paper there was a paper and it yearns to be reunited with its other papers and so we assume that the woman that we were looking for removed other papers so yeah that's a thing and this time you everybody sees it and you see her face just go a little bit pale and she uh, looks genuinely afraid, and her, her demeanor wavers a bit. And uh, she she searches a minute for for what to say. Um, I uh, start mumbling something quietly with a copper piece in my hand. And oh I my god! Cast, what are you trying to do? I cast detect thoughts. Okay, um, hang on. I got to read this to see what happens here. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Basically, I can read her mind. Not like super deep, unless I do it again, but I get like the surface level thoughts initially. Unless you, unless they need like a saving throw or something, but. Uh, if you probe I, deep, you have to. Okay, so surface thoughts. Let's see. I'm just, I'm just making sure I read this very carefully. While she's afraid of whatever she's afraid of. Yeah, and it does, um, when there's, like, questions or things going on, it kind of influences their thoughts, so. Uh, so, yeah, you, you cast Detect Thoughts, and you uh, see these surface-level things of just the, these images of, like, these pieces of paper that you've seen, and then briefly, this, this image of a book flashes through her mind, and you just get this sense of fear, and then really suddenly her head snaps toward you, and says, what are you hoping to gain? 
I, I was hoping to, to learn more about what, what frightens you. And, uh, I meant no harm. I honestly, uh, didn't think that you would be able to detect my magic, but, um, I should have known since your magic is much greater than mine. <laughs> she chuckles at that a little bit and says, you have a talent for understatement, apparently. <laughs> I, I apologize. Please, uh, accept my sincere uh, apologies. Oh, I already have. There was a time when I was younger that you would already be dead. Anyway, the artifact that you recovered from that place, it's not something that anyone should possess. And I'm not going to try to take it from you or remove it from your possession, because if I did, it would become my problem. And that is not something that I have any desire to add into my list of responsibilities. I, I don't know how you've escaped its insolence so far. I don't know what you intend to do with it. What do you intend to do with it? I just I'd use like my to... magic hand to put it away so we didn't knock more people out, but I don't know if we've thought that foot that far. What do you guys think? <laughs> and I feel yeah. like we really, really hadn't planned. Uh... No, beyond... Uh... Beyond the bee, the bee man fight, I wasn't really thinking about this. Um, I'd like to ask her if she is aware of any entity that would reside in the artifact, because I'm assuming she's talking about the piece of paper. She says, "Yes, I I know bits and pieces. It it's too dangerous for any singular person to even possess a great deal of knowledge about it." About the entity or the artifact? They are one and the same. The, the artifact is... It's referred to as the Tome of Will. I know that it's ancient. I know that it was made very, very long ago by one of the most powerful wizards that's ever walked the plains. Why he made it has been lost to time, but its power is... is beyond your understanding it is capable of of so much and it's not necessarily evil in and of itself but as they say power corrupts and there is almost no greater power that i can think of than than what would be contained if if that thing were to be remade and put back together again a piece of it by itself is dangerous enough and you will face great hardship in in attempting to go anywhere, do anything with even the piece you have. But if you were to try to remake it, if, if, if the pieces were to come together, I, I would fear for the safety of everything. So can we destroy it? She thinks for a moment and says, it would be difficult. But again, my knowledge in these matters is limited Ancient magical artifacts aren't really my area of expertise, but I do know someone who does possess the knowledge that you would need. Could we just go, like, drop that page off the edge of the Labyrinth Temple thing? Oops. Absolutely not. It could end up, work? It could end up anywhere. There... It's just not something that could be destroyed by any normal means. You would I have mean, to have 
I knew a guy with a really strong ring once. He just threw it in a volcano. <laughs> and, and and that might work for your run-of-the-mill magical artifacts, but this is something else entirely. If you don't intend to use it, and I would strongly, strongly encourage you not to, if you don't intend to use it, which it seems like you don't, then you need knowledge. And there's only one person I can think of that might be able to help you. Is her name Lenore? Because that's the person we're looking for. No. Her name is Lapida. And she is my cousin. She lives on the surface and kind of smirks at that. And this is far, far to the north of here in a city that's been lost to time. How what? I'm gonna I'm gonna scribble that line down for use in a song. <laughs> and she possesses a great deal more knowledge and a great deal more access to information than I have. And if anyone could tell you how such a thing could be destroyed, she would know. Cool, cool. Seems like we've got a next quest marker. <laughs> um, <laughs> with that said. I'm curious how you would have defended the town against the bee guy had you been here. Well, without having any time to examine it, I am not sure what I'd immediately do. I'd probably banish it to another plane of existence for starters and see if it came back from that. Uh, that, that that's, that's a good plan. It's a good plan. Uh, I went we with, hit the it with the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hey Chris, can I, I? I wanted to get some honey when we were talking about it earlier, but I think I forgot to mention it. Okay. I wanted to get we, some honey, and I also wanted to get the, a body of a dead bee. Okay, we can say you collected those things. Okay, can I show her the dead bee and and see if she can detect any magic on it? Uh, since none of us have detect magic or anything like that. Sure. Yeah, you can. Uh, you're gonna show it to her. Yeah. All right. Take out the bee, and you. Dave, all I know about this is that it's a not natural bee, but this was part of the swarm that was making up the the entity that was attacking. Uh, she takes it from you and holds it in her hand, and just like shivers a little bit, and says, "That is very troubling. You're correct in these not being natural. These were." Created through magical means. These were created with somebody with access to an artifact very similar to the one that you possess. Be the same and more pages from the same book? That's very possible. So how do we beat them? And she just shakes her head and says, Also, why would this person target you? That's a great guess. If... If we're assuming that it is this Lenore character who who has also been to the temple and also found pieces of this artifact, she she might have surmised that we are here to, to guard against such things and that we might try to stop her or something that we did with our, our 
safeguards might have slowed her down or harmed her in some way. She might have perceived us as a threat. Who knows? The possibilities are, are numerable. But there's a number of reasons that she might have seeken to take vengeance on us, slow us down, try to destroy us. I don't know. Okay, so uh, yeah, some can someone else talk? Would she would she need to be in close proximity uh, to to use the paper? Probably not. With 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 something that powerful, it its range could be effectively infinite. We she could be anywhere. Including another dimension? Could we use our paper to find her? I'm sure you could. Is I'm not sure you want to, though. What's if the you, downside to using the paper? It's probably already tried to influence you once, has it not? I look down. <laughs> <laughs> the more you rely Perhaps. on it, though. The more you seek its power for anything, even something that seems benign or even something that seems good, the more power it's going to have over you. It is, it, it is insidious. And I'm sorry to insult you, but the entity that resides within that artifact is smarter than you. It is stronger than you, and you cannot outplay it. The best you can do is to ignore it completely. Hmm. That sounds right to me. <laughs> Uh, I would like to let her know that I, I heard the being in there and uh, in the paper when it was trying to influence me and ask her if she knows if that would be the wizard or the entity in the paper, or, or is it the artifact itself? She says, I'm not sure there's a distinction anymore between those two things. Oh, so he kind of became the thing. That's okay. to the best of my knowledge, yes. Does uh does does your sister uh does she know of magic also? Yes, I would say on a purely academic level, she knows more than I do. I wouldn't say she's more powerful than I am. Hmm. What would be the way to to find find her? Well, that's quite a journey you'd have ahead of you. First, you'd have to leave the Underdark. You'd have to take the Moon Road going out of Orton, rejoin the highway going north. Go north toward the Grey Peak Mountains, and you're going to go about 200 miles. She said you'd have to go to the eastern edge of the high forest. In, in, a, in, a, in a glade there that can't be seen from the road, but can be reached by those that know the way. There's a city that's been lost, purposefully, that has existed there for centuries as a place where knowledge is gathered and collected and studied. And it's a place hidden from the world. But I can tell you precisely how to get to it, and I can open your eyes to see it when you do get there. I can give you the name of my cousin, who might be willing to help you. She is of a generally better temperament than I am. But that's all I can do for you. Well, you said that the bee guy, you'd be able to, if, if how you would deal with them is throw them into another dimension. Do you have the ability to zap us into another dimension and then zap us over there so we can, you know, forego this whole walking thing? She looks at you really hard for a few moments and just says, you would probably not survive that. All right, fair point. But 
Is there anything in this temple that uh, I'm just I'm just looking for instances of seven? Since we've seen lots of sevens around, that's that's not paying attention apparently. I, I started rummaging through my uh, pack, looking at my candles, and then and then decided, <laughs> yeah, maybe not right now. <laughs> yeah, she says, uh, "Can't say that sounds terribly familiar." However, before you embark on this journey, you have done a service for me, and you have kept this place from falling into chaos. And if this place were to fall into chaos, you would have very wide-ranging repercussions. And I appreciate you being willing to risk yourselves to step in when I could not. So, before you go, if there is anything else that I could do for you, I give you one favor. I want a magic item. One favor each, or one favor for the group? Well, I guess that depends entirely on how big the ask is, doesn't it? <laughs> Solgard looks down at his butt. What? My <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> God. <laughs> and she... She says, I can grant you a favor. If it is within my power, within this place, to grant it, it is yours. If you all desire... Small things, like an amount of gold or some sort of equipment we have access to, I'm sure I can provide that. Like some armor yeah. for John? Yeah, I was about to say, you said we're destitute. I'd like to, you know, kind of shine up my dusty old chain mail and be like, do you got anything else? You here, know, here. In a, more my style. And she looks in, at you and says, that can certainly be arranged. Fantastic. Um, but, uh, I'm going to give you guys a couple minutes to think about it because this is a good spot to stop and, uh, do a bit of an intermission because I need to go get another drink. So let's go ahead and pause for like 10 minutes. You guys can think about what you actually might want here and then we'll come back and, uh, see what she's willing to do for you. I, so, uh, let's go ahead and jump right back into it if we're ready to go. So what do you guys, what do you guys want? She's she's offering you stuff. John wants armor. Anybody else want anything? I want a magic item weapon of some kind because I shoot my bow a lot. I would like armor. So, John, we can probably get you hooked up with... I'm not going to say like a full set of plate mail because that's like a lot. What's your AC at right now? Uh, 12. Yeah, that's absolute dog shit. Uh, so we can definitely... <laughs> We can definitely get you like a set of scale mail or something. That's definitely that's a that's a for sure upgrade. Um, I think scale mail is like a base fourteen, uh, so that would bring you up to like a sixteen if you had your shield going. And chain okay. too bad. So I can I can I that that can definitely be a thing that happens if if everybody's getting stuff. Like if it was just you and everybody's just like you know what all we want is for John to have better armor. We could probably get you some bitch in armor, but like. She's not, not being selfish. that. She's not being that generous. So we can totally get you a set of scale mail. Um, gosh, uh, Fetchful's magic a... item. We can get to that. So what is there? Scale mail. I'm sorry. What about it? There none metal scale mail. Non-metal. Uh, non-metal. Um. There's studded leather. Um, hang on, because scale mail's an uh, AC of 14. As far as leather goes, um, 
your best non-magical thing would be studded leather, which is going to be 12 AC plus whatever your dex modifier is. My dex modifier so. is 2. I currently have 13 with leather. Yeah. yeah, so if you got studded leather, that would bump you up another point. Could I get drag scale mail? That that's that that's gonna be a big ask. Uh, cool. So that's probably not. Um, but it, we could do we could do southern leather if you really don't want to do metal. Otherwise, we could we could talk about also doing some scale mail for you or something. It's just that druids try to stay away from me- from metal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a free extra um, AC point if you want it. Uh, instead of leather. Yeah. There's Let's also. Go. Or hide. Um, I mean, yeah, hides hides a thing too. It's the so, same. It's oh, the it's same the same. The You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we could do that. Um, cool. Uh, Fetral wants a magic item, which I have probably a fun thing for, so we'll get to that. Uh, Mosher, you are already getting a fun present from Qualcomm. Is there anything in particular you want here? Um. You, you know, I'll be honest. I was torn between a, a magical item or some more armor. Uh, Everybody wants to get decked out. Um, as a sorcerer, how's how's armor working for you? Because I know you, that doesn't play well with some of your stuff. Well, I think I just don't. I like don't start with armor initially. But is there like rules against me like gaining armor? I don't know. Um, so rules, no. Um, as far as anything heavy goes, like you'd have to have uh, proficiency in like heavy armor if you wanted to do like plate mail. You couldn't really do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I have like a twelve or no my my AC is already a fourteen. So like realistically, I don't think anything. Yeah, nothing. Nothing I can give you here is going to help you out that out that much with that. Yeah, so uh, I guess I'll I would um, I'll go with the magic magic item as well. Uh, sure, we can do that. Um, who who else do we have? Solgard, what do you what do you what do you want here? Uh, I'm just gonna say that if you don't have the armor proficiency, you can't cast spells while wearing it. Yeah, there's that too. So that that does actually affect things. That's good to know. And does that apply to any types of armor, or is like is it different with like leather or whatever? Uh, if you don't have armor proficiency with that thing, you can't cast spells. Got yeah. it. Okay. Which I mean, I think everybody has proficiency with light armor. Um, it's yeah. the medium and heavy stuff that you'd have to spec into. Um, uh, I would like her to whisper an enchant to my shield. All right. Wow. That, uh, Okay, so really easy stuff. I was thinking you guys are going to get creative with this, but uh, all right. Just being being born. Or, okay. or ask for true metal. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's do this. So, well, so well, I, I wanted to address some, something about that, actually. I, I thought about it, uh, but I have an issue with being here right now because drow are technically uh, evil. So uh, yeah, most of them are. Um, this particular group is definitely less so. Like they're they're serving a a, a good god, goddess. Yeah, for the most part. Um, Nasra is real heavy in the neutral zone. Um, uh, can I respond to something really quick too before you 
start delving out. Sure. Uh, you know, like the majority of the party has never played D and D before, so uh, you know, if you want to uh, inspire us and show us what kind of creative <laughs> imagination you have with these items that we know nothing about, yep. feel free to uh, teach us the ways. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of shooting in the dark here. <laughs> well, um, I mean, no, like, like items I can do for you guys. Um, w- what I meant about like the the creative thing was was more or less like. I don't know. You could ask I would her like for a magical paper finding item where I can locate pages from this book. No, I don't know. Like I want a magical box that I can put the page in that John can't get to. No, like, like, <laughs> can we get a magic laminating kit? Maybe, yeah, like shit like that, or like I don't know. I'm just you know inspire us. Show yeah, us yeah, your yeah. your creative ways that you speak of. Yeah, you bestow right. these gifts upon us and, and and wow us with the creativeness you speak of. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not sure I have the time right now. We can get into that later. However, for right now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, for right now, let's say this. Um, so, John, you can definitely get a set of scale mail. Like, just let's go ahead and write that down. All right. Let me do something fun with it later. Uh, Yaku, you want to do studded leather or something? Go for it. Um, maybe we, maybe I, she can, for if she's able to do enchants, um, I already have leather armor. Maybe she can just enchant it for a couple extra or something. If that's cool. Um, okay. All right. We can, we can probably, we can probably make that work out. Like you, tell you what, um, everybody, everybody make a persuasion roll for me. Oh gosh. <laughs> Not Yaku's uh, specialty. <laughs> oh, sweet. Eh. I have negative one. <laughs> Dude, oh, I have plus three. <laughs> and I rolled that. Oh, my God. Yeah, so Soul Grid's a nine. John's a six. Yaku's a two. Petrol's a 13. What do you got there, Michelle? 16. He rolled first. Oh, okay, that's way I there. Uh, all right, yeah, so, you guys. I have a fancy staff, bro, I'm okay if you need to play a, play yeah, a role she, 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 she's, she's really hesitant in, like, uh, doing, like, all the shit for you, so, yeah, John, you can totally get the armor. Um, Iku, uh, she can probably make something happen for you. Um, I mean, she's not really doing it herself, she's got people for this, but, uh, before you leave, you can probably get an enchantment and let's, you know, if you want to just make the armor that you're wearing magical and get like a plus one to it, we could totally do that too. I'll take it. Okay, so you go ahead and get a plus one to your AC there. Um, so good. I'm just doing this in the order of how easy these are to pull off. Uh, so when you want, you want some sort of enchantment on your shield, what are you trying to get out of this? Like, are you doing just like bonus AC or like what do you what do you really want here? I want it thematically correct for her. Okay. The, thank you. You're just you know, you you know how to sweet talk me. <laughs> um so she's able to um you, you give her creative liberty with this and she's able to have fun with it. And so she enchants her shield with gosh, let's see what's really fun here. I'll nail down the details of this later. You She's going to give your shield a uh, 
a light enchantment. You know, whatever we'll we'll figure it out later. But as whatever number of times per day, let's say uh, you're going to be able to create some light with your shield, then we might do some fun stuff with undead with that too. Um, but the it, it'll be fun, and I will when we have more not in game time, I will nail down the details of that and uh, get it to you. But okay. you'll yep. you'll have you'll have something fun there. You only got ten minutes. That's all you give us. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's that's three we've done. Um Mosher, you wanted some sort of magical item thing. Uh did you want are you looking for like a weapon? Are you looking for some kind of cool sh- thing that just like does useful shit? Like do you want some kind of I mean I, a- part of the reason I'm part of this adventuring party is to learn about my new magic abilities that just occurred after I you know, recovered from my head injury. So uh, perhaps something that will help me learn more and train and, and hone my magical abilities would be cool. I'm not, I don't know. I'm new to magic and I'd like to learn more about it. So I mean, a weapon maybe, but I mean, if there's something else that would be uh, help improve mm-hmm. my magical abilities, then I don't know. I'm not like a reader, so I don't know how I go about this thing, to be honest. Um. Yeah, so I think she she's a person who does. Uh, sorry, I like the line. I'm not like her. I'm not a reader. Um, <laughs> I mean, like for like wizards yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you should mention that because I think she she does uh, respect the sisters in a lot because she's somebody who has a great deal of respect for magic herself, um, and she respects the pursuit of knowledge a great deal, and so she has something. Uh, kind of special that she can give to you. And I had an idea for this, but I don't have a name for it, so this is another one of those things that I'll like re- figure out and send to you later. But she comes back to you and is going to give you um, and she gives you this kind of old, but still uh, very well taken care of looking leather-bound journal. And just, the, just like a journal, it's full of a bunch of blank pages. When you take it, you you definitely get the sense that there is uh, some magic to this. And again, details. But I think what I want the journal to do is it's going to work a little bit like uh, a spell book that a wizard might use in the sense that um, I want to say if you are out in the world and you like encounter a scroll or something or like a, a scroll or like a wizard spell book or, or something like that, or uh, that, that has some sort of spell like property to it, you can use this book to uh, basically inscribe a copy of that. And you can use it to basically learn different spells that you might encounter awesome thank you um and i will i will figure out how that works to not be broken later but you have something like that um and did then you just turn him into a wizard no because it's not going to work exactly like a wizard spell book because there's going to be more restrictions to it but it's going to let him uh i like it learn like it. it's going to let him learn spells in a limited capacity so we're gonna do that um okay. and then federal uh yep. Gosh, I had a I had a whole thing here, 
but I, I think in the interest of like not belaboring, like just staying in this boring ass town for longer, um, she's able to actually hook you up. Well, bad choice of words. Um, she is hey. able to. She's able to <laughs> to um get you connected with Shamira a bit. I mean, there's nowhere to say this. It doesn't sound like you're just like you. Uh, but she's able to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to sound so you, but well, you're you. Yeah, uh, and she's able to get you connected with Shamira, and Shamira is like, like, apparently one of like the best archers that they have in town, and like, oh, I know we've met. I know, and she's and she's been working on some stuff, uh, <laughs> and kind of in conjunction with the artificer Clockham. And we've also met, but not in yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> not in that way. And I think what makes sense for you, Fetral, is I think you're gonna get a uh you're gonna get a magical hand crossbow. Ooh. And so there it, it's something that doesn't require like all the archery skill to use, but it's a little ranged weapon that might be like a plus one or something. Again, I'm writing all these things. I am in fact proficient in hand crossbows in case yeah. anyone is wondering. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're going to get something like that. And it'll be like a fun little date. You can have with Shamira being like, let's go to the shooting range. Um, cool. So I think that takes care of everybody and what you guys, uh, want. And so I would ask you, what else do you guys want to do, if anything, before kind of meandering out of Forward Gate? I know Mosher wants to go talk to Klaukum and pick up his alchemy thing, which is probably totally done, and you can you can do that pretty easily. Um, you already got the fancy necklace from him. Does anybody else want to do anything in particular? Are there any vendors? Not, I mean, this is, it's basically a military camp. Like it's it's so like it there's like a blacksmith, there's a couple people selling like general provisions, but like it's not a place that really does trade. So depending on what you're really looking to buy here. What are you looking to buy here? The weapons of dead people? I don't know. <laughs> 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 um I mean, yeah. I mean, are like they're probably not going to have anything that's like better than what you already got, though. Okay, well then I'm not that worried about it. Is and, there any um, just like general supplies, like a a new rope, and like maybe like a, do they have like any healing type stuff, like just? Um, I'm I'm gonna say not really. However, like give it a sec, because okay. I'm going to put it to you this way. You guys are going to leave, and the most effective way for you to leave, or at least the way that, that makes sense, is for you to leave and go back out through Oriton, um, which you kind of want to do anyway, because like this is the entire reason you took this job in the first place, was the mayor wanted you to do some shit. So, like, probably a good idea to go talk to him at some point, and uh, he, he, might, he might have also additional rewards for you. Nice. And um, I can just pick up my item on the way out. It doesn't need to be yeah. a conversation or anything. Uh, yeah, unless you really want to have one. 
Because I can I can break out the Jersey accent again. <laughs> in the in the interest of the party, um, I'm happy to to get moving. All right. Um, anybody else want to knock anything out? What if the party wants to hear the Jersey accent? Can I? I, mean, get... I got plenty of ideas for now. <laughs> can I get the the information on my new hand crossbow? Um. Yeah, I have to. I have to write it up. But basically, it's just going to be like a. Uh, it's going to be like a plus one. Plus one to a standard hand crossbow. Yeah. And magical, so it'll do the fancy magic damage to shit. Okay, is it a dex attack, just like short bow? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, what's the magic bonus? What do you mean? That'd be it. Just be plus one. So, I get a plus one on the attack. And damage. And a plus one on the damage. Correct. All right. Um, any further questions, concerns, desires? Yeah. Can he? Uh, does that dude have a an Inspector Gadget like hat floating around that could hold seven candles? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I'm a kidding. menorah hat. You know what? If you want, if you want a fucking menorah hat, he can absolutely make one of those in like ten minutes. <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that. I was thinking like a circular. Like a umbrella kind of goofy thing. Uh, you want a hat with a bunch of hand holders stuck to it. He can totally make you one of those. Like if if you want to be another whimsical member of the party, like <laughs> go for it. Uh, you know, I just feel like I have these like you know prankster urges. You know, coming it growing with my uh, my magical abilities. I don't know where this comes from. Who knows? Maybe you'll maybe you'll find out. <laughs> I, I like it. Cool. Um. So is everybody else with uh good with like yeah John's heading out okay cool so you guys are leaving the town can of Fort we uh, can we ask what's her name Nastra for uh uh guidance or instructions on a the most efficient way out uh yeah actually she's she... giving us directions to the town and all that and did we get the cousin name yet. Yes, so her name is uh, Lapida, which I will type in the chat. Yeah, yeah that's it. Um, so yeah, that's her name. Uh, she, she gives you a lot of information. She tells you that that's who to talk to. Um, you're going to a city, this lost elven city by the name of Yenthir. Uh, it's a couple hundred miles north. You're going to have to go up along the roads, along the Great Peak Mountains. Uh, it's it's in the high forest up in that northern part of the country. I have a map that I'll show you guys in a second. Doesn't um, help us a lot if we can't get out of the Underdark. So yeah, I, I know we're, get, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Before you leave, she does talk to you, and she casts a blessing on all of you and says something along the lines of... Uh, when you get close, this will help you to see where you're going. And just does this quick blessing on all of you that you're not quite sure what it does yet, but she says it's going to be helpful. And um, as far as a way out, she gives you an alternate way out because you guys kind of came in through, like the crystal chamber and through this long river and like basically through a hole in the ground uh, from the mine. And she, she didn't even know that hole was there in the first place. Uh, and well, there's like, your problem with security. <laughs> Apparently, it's pretty recent. 
Um, <laughs> but but she was just like, no, um, yeah, don't don't worry about that. There's a much easier way to go. And she directs you out the other uh, exit from the town, and you know, take a left or right, and you you know you see you see the big stalactite that looks like a dick. You turn right at that, like that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and there's a you know a a path upward and outward that'll lead you into a cave that leads to the surface that will deposit you on the surface um in a kind of a meadowy area that's uh you know a few miles outside the outskirts of Orton and you can pretty easily find your way back from there uh but let's let's say you do that uh you guys have your goodbyes. Fetral, I'm sure if you want to spend some extra time with Shamira, you can make that happen and, and find time before you go. Uh, you have all of your fun, magical stuff that you've acquired. Please, everybody, write all that down. Um, like I said, for the, for the, more, the more detailed items, I will send you the details on those, but uh, Solgrid, you got a fancy shield. Moshir, you got your, uh, your spell book that we'll talk about later. Uh, but other than that, everybody's good. You head up, uh, finally out of the Underdark, and after, gosh, it's probably been like three days at least that you guys have been down here. After three days in the darkness, you go up, it's daytime, you see the sun again, it's fucking blinding. Uh, here comes the sun. Yep, and it feels real, real good, and you guys are back out in the sun again, and he picturesque meadow uh full of wildflowers you see very normal bees buzzing around uh if anybody has ptsd from that i'm sorry uh and you are aware that you're about uh three to four miles kind of northwest of orton so you know which way to go back if you want to you also know vaguely how to get to a main road that'll take you on a more northward journey if you just want to like head up north or, you know, the, the world is your oyster if you guys want to do anything else. So what do you, what are you guys doing here? I think I'd want to go talk to the mayor or whatever his name is. I mean, two towns ago, there was that one night market that we didn't go to, but you know, <laughs> you guys you just keep it, you know, in like episode 30, we're going to go back to the night market. And <laughs> the whole, whole fucking adventure. Chris, does yes. Yaku um, recognize the name of the? You said it was an Elven city, right? Yes. Uh, um, gosh, make a yeah, make a history check for me. Let's do it. Yeah, you think you've heard of it? Um, from from what you remembered, though, uh, Yenthir was a city that was uh, that was abandoned, and there was. Many centuries ago, there was this great kind of schism uh, between elves that lived uh, on the continent. And some of them were kind of okay with integrating into other societies. And they were, you know, they had all these human kingdoms that were rising up and all these great human cities along the coast that were being built. And, you know, some of them were a part of that and were okay with this. And, other ones felt like, you know, integrating into human society was going to be losing their own culture. And so a lot of these, a lot of these elves headed way, 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 way east, uh, deeper into the continent. 
uh, toward the lands of Cormanthor and, and things like that. Uh, but there is this one holdout group that stayed behind in this uh, city called Yanthir. And as far as anything that you've heard about, um, you know, it hasn't been populated for four or 500 years. Like they, they held out and then eventually like they had no trade or like, you know, no, no neighbors nearby. And this kind of slowly fizzled out and people left and it fell apart. And that is, that's what, you know, thank you. Am I attuned to my cloak of elven kind yet? Uh, yes. You can, you can do that. All right. So you guys are in this field. Um, you're going to head back toward Oriton. I'm fine with heading to either to go back to Oriton or to go to the other place. But, um, like Solgard said, we have good reason to go back to Oriton to, to update the mayor on what we're doing. Yeah, I would agree with that. Our employer at the moment. And we've been gone for three days. Mm-hmm. Also, it might just be good for someone else to know, like what we're doing, in case we get lost. True. Some search party. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, if you guys want to head back there, uh, we'll do that. And it's a pretty short walk. It takes about half an hour, forty minutes to get back there, and you come into the the road to the north of town. And hey, look, it's Oriton again. Like fun pastel square city that it is. And you guys end up there. Uh, you wander to the town. It's early in the evening. People are kind of milling about after their work day, going to dinner, doing whatever. Uh, a couple people seem to recognize you as the strangers that were in town a few days before and kind of look surprised that you're back. Um, and are you, I guess you guys want to go see the mayor? Because you, know you know where his place is. Yeah. Over. Hi. Uh, so you... You guys go to the alderman's house. Which what was, was the name of the kid who worked for the alderman? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, it was Adam. It was some dumb normal name like that. All right, I wrote it down in my list of potential suitors, so I'll have to go. Oh, for oh my God. <laughs> he's like he's like he's like 17. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. What's the, uh, the age of consent in uh, yeah, what's yeah. the age of consent in in, in Ordman? Yeah, how old are you, Fetral? <laughs> I don't know. I don't put that kind of information on my character sheet just for anybody to find out. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, so you go back to the <laughs> the Alderman's house, and I think it's late enough in the day that uh, that door boy Adam is uh, is no longer doing his duties because like it's past, uh, you know, business hours for the alderman and he's no longer there. Um, but you can totally go up and ring the old, ring the old fantasy doorbell. Petrol's 21, by the way. Okay. I mean, that's less weird than you being like 35, but that's, you know, cool. Um, anyway, <laughs> so you go up and you can, Knock on the door because Adam's not there. And a few minutes later, uh, the the fat and short, jolly Alderman Ellen throws the door open and looks at you and looks shocked. And he's just like, "My goodness, my oh my goodness! Like you're you're back! I didn't expect. I I mean, I I had full faith in you and confidence, in, but 
It's been it had been so long. I didn't. You 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 did it. You did it. You really did it. Um, I should have done this before you were going to the to the alderman's house. But everybody make a uh, a retroactive perception check. Uh, it's all grid. Fetchal, you guys can't perceive shit. Oh yeah, Q. You're really good with that twenty-two. Oh sure, got a twelve. Uh John, what'd you get? Uh uh-huh. John's fantasy screen is ha- having problems. Um, uh, it, yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. I mean, well, this you is, this is... watch porn while you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> it would be listen, not watch you weirdo. Uh, <laughs> let's just say I go average. <laughs> um, anyway. If it's yeah. not that important, just skip me. It, it is not that important. So, Yaku, with that 22, and this is kind of appropriate because, like, Yaku, you fell into this world. Um, you fell into the town, uh, like, into this weird, like, house made of chalk and had this traumatic entrance. And I guess as you're walking down this main drag of the road to the alderman's house, you happen to pass by that spot and you, you know, kind of glance over and you notice that the house that you fell into, it's there. It's not made of chalk anymore. Like it's still a wreck and like it has a wall collapsed in and the whole second story has kind of fallen into it and like it's a big pile of rubble, but it's made out of the reg- the, the stuff that a regular house is made out of. And uh, there is there is no chalk to be seen. That's weird. I'm just gonna stop and kind of stare at it and tilt my head a little bit peculiarly. Peculiarly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you go up and and you don't sense anything necessarily magic coming off of it. Like it is just like the remnants of a normal house that collapsed, and uh, it looks like some of it's kind of already been swept up and cleared away, and it looks like. You know, maybe maybe there's people trying to salvage it and and maybe rebuild, but it's just there. But you guys, anyway, you go to the old house. He opens the door, and he says, "You guys did it! I can't I can't believe it! it I don't know what you did, but uh, 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 Gerda's house it, it, it's returned to normal, and uh, and the weather's been perfect, and 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 there's been no freak storms, and I, what?" I, I, I'm not even really sure that I care what you did, but what did you what did you do? That is an excellent question, sir. May we come in and eat? He says, "Yes, yes, of course, of course. She must be famished." Gosh, it's, it's hero work. Yeah, hard stuff. Hard stuff. Opens the door, uh, invites you in, and he's got like a couple of servants that he goes on and and, and is just like, "But Martha, Martha, Timothy, no, no, quickly, quick to the kitchen, to the kitchen. We must make a." Dinner's early tonight. Come on, we must we must feed our guests. Please, please sit. And takes it down to this very uh, this very expensive looking, uh, very long, wide uh, dining table that he has, and insists that you sit down. And he he takes a seat at the head of it and just says, "Please tell me, tell me more, tell me more." We wait for the food to come out. What what happened? We you know went... I'm not really sure. Yeah. Yep. That we. We killed some bees. It's like big snake thing. There are oh, these oh, things. Uh, can, can we? Uh, I want to uh, show them. Not Sebastian. Uh, Santiago. <laughs> Santiago. 
I like uh, cast Mage Hand and just like hover him about. <laughs> uh, yeah, Santiago gets hovered about by your Mage Hand over the table, and just like, oh man, oh gosh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't flown since that one time back in. Oh, when was that? And just gets this thousand yard stare, and then just goes, oh, but anyway, oh hey, hey, this is a really nice table, nice place, bro. Is this your place? And the, and Alderman just looks at him and just says, um, y- yes. It's like, oh, right, sis. Great, great place. What are we, man, what do we, what do we got? What are we having for dinner, my man? And he, he says, oh, I, um, oof, hmm. My Timothy, favorite t- 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 talk to each other. T- 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 Timothy, um, cancel the lobster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> um and, and says, "Oh, oh, only the finest, the, the just the finest fruits and game from from all the the beautiful lands surrounding the town." And but that that's very curious. And looks to the rest of you and says, "But that doesn't explain how you did it." But I don't care. I don't care what I care about are his results. And you got results, and you've solved all of my problems. And I'm going to give you a fantastic meal for it put you up here for a, a, a night of rest and and as i promised you will have uh you'll have a great reward coming to you uh in the morning when i can get the affairs in order but please please join me for for a night of celebration you have you have saved me good sirs so you haven't had any issues with the weather or not a single one houses no nothing everything and it's been Longer than normal. Yes, yes, it has. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, we f- haven't found Lenore. Do you have any more information about? Um, sorry, you called her Dolores, I believe. Oh yes, this Dolores. Uh, no, unfortunately, she is. She's still missing. But I. That was not part of your job. I didn't hire you to track her down, so as far as I'm concerned, we, we are settled, and you have performed admirably. Uh, it's our pleasure to, uh, to finish the job. Thank you for your hospitality. Absolutely. Thank you for saving my livelihood. Uh, and In the morning, would you be able to direct us to Gerda, just so we can touch base with her? Oh, yes. She's, she's still staying up at the Silverleaf Inn. The uh, so now that her house is back to normal, the, 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 there's been qu- quite a few volunteers from town that have offered to rebuild it, and, and th- that should be underway in no time at all. But for, for the time being, she's staying at the end, but uh, please, please enjoy yourselves. And uh, this amazing meal comes out that he serves you, uh, and just what he promised of like the finest you know fruits and game that he has access to surrounding the lands, and you have this great dinner. And you guys are able to stay overnight in his place, and wait till the next morning. And next morning he and now comes we roll back. A constitution check. <laughs> What's that? And now we roll a constitution check. Uh, for what? For having a delicious meal. Yeah. Apparently. For for having a meal that yeah. Okay. That that big okay. and large. <laughs> like if yeah. we got poisoned or something. I... Big and large. Yep. Um, You're more anyway. constitutional. Yeah, anyway, he comes back in uh, 
the the next morning, uh, you know, when you guys wake up and wander kind of downstairs, he's gone, but he comes back in really shortly after you wake up. Uh, and he is carrying uh, two little leather bags. And he says, oh, thank goodness. Oh, well, I, I, I'm glad I caught you uh, and I didn't have to track you down. But uh, as as promised, I have uh, I have a reward for you for for doing everything I wanted you to do. Uh, and he hands you these two leather bags, and each of them contain a thousand gold. Wow! That that's some money. That's wow. some money. So uh, how how many leather bags of a thousand gold? Uh. There are two. So each he gives you two leather bags. Each of them has a thousand gold in it. Okay, sorry, my brain just stopped working for half a second. Uh, all right. So that's three, four, five, two thousand divided by five. Who's the smart one here? <laughs> four hundred. Thank you. So, uh, and he says, I, I hope, I hope this is adequate for you. Uh, you've, you've done a great service to me, and I know, I know the town is still very much in a state of flux and we're trying to rebuild everything and rebrand ourselves but I'll tell you one day this is going to be the premier tourist destination anywhere within a hundred miles this side of the sword coast and you come back here anytime you'd like to and I will put you up in our finest accommodations on the house feel free please visit again tourism for what might I ask before we leave Oh, oh what 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 do you mean? Uh you said you're gonna be, you know, making this the biggest tourist destination. Uh, oh, as if somehow a... what we did uh, allowed you to do that. Is it like, hey, the place that the ash the uh, chalk house used to explode at, or no? I mean, it's it's going to be a resort town. We're in the, we're in lovely country. It's away from the hustle and bustle and the crime of major cities. We've got uh, fertile fields. We've got the the finest food and wine that that exists for miles around and you just you just wait in in a year or two's time this is going to be the talk of water deep or never winter or any any of those highfalutin cities along the coast they're they're all going to want to come here for the summer homes and it just wait come come back in a year and see the progress we've made fantastic uh and he is just pleased as punch and really happy and uh yeah, uh, you guys wanted to go see Gerda. Somebody I did. Said that. Okay. Um, does anybody else? Everybody else want to do that? I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Can I? Uh, can I just go to that like church place and like uh, what's it called? Uh, do like a little uh, prayer meditation thing briefly to uh, Bahamut. Um. Yeah. Sure, we can do that. Um, so you guys, whoever is going to see Gerda, you can go to the Silverleaf Inn. She's still staying there. Um, breakfast is being served about now, and you guys could have the fair and talk to her. Um, so we'll do that first really quick, because I think I, I might have something to do with uh, with Moshe here in a second. I'm going to so guys- also go to the um, the chapel or whatever it is. All right, so who else going to the end? We go Fetral, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to the end. Okay. Tagging along with Fetral. Okay. I'll go to the end. Fetral, John, Solgrid. Okay, so you guys go to the end. 
Uh, and you guys were able to pretty easily go there and find Gerda. And she says, gosh, I had to remember what Gerda sounded like. Uh, old lady. Yeah. Oh, hello, theories. Welcome back. Welcome back after... It's been days. I was afraid something happened to you. But I'm glad to see her on one piece. What? What? Tell me about your adventures. I, I see you got me house back to normal. I mean, it's it's not fixed, but at least it's not chalk. Yeah, I couldn't ask for better. Couldn't ask for better. Some of the local lads will have so generously offered to put it back together for me. And oh, well, it should be done in a few weeks' time. And that's I'm I'm just so pleased. Please, please sit. Can I get you a tea or something? Oh, um, tea would be lovely, but I, I, I'll buy my own tea. Um, we just, I had more questions about your roommate. Oh, sh- oh, sure. Nasty, nasty business, that is. Uh, she, uh, she's never returned, but maybe that's for the better, huh? Who knows what would have happened if she had been here and the house turned into, uh, uh, you know, who knows? But what, what did you want to know? Was she using magic? I, uh, as far as I know, a little bit here and there. She she dabbled in the alchemy and she made the food potions and tinctures and things like that. But I I, I never saw her doing any kind of fancy spell work like you see in uh, some of those like traveling productions that the the traveling wizards put on when they come through town. No, that's not she. She just made a few tinctures. Occasionally, she sold them in a, in a neighboring village, but... Did she ever talk about a book or papers? Oh, no, not, not that I know of, no. Can I roll insight? Yeah. Go for it. 13. Uh, yeah, she, you, you get no impression that she's not telling you everything she knows right now. Hmm. I feel like we missed something with this lady before. Yeah. I also don't feel like I'm missing anything now, so that's cool. I'm going to enjoy my tea and talk to her about her plans for her new house. Cool. You guys enjoy tea time with Gerda. It's really sweet. Um, and then, so in the temple, we have Mosher and who who else went to? Uh, Yaku. Yaku, Mosher. Okay. Mosher, Yaku. you wanted to go and do a little prayer to Bahamut. Um, hmm. All right, Yaku, were you doing anything specific there, or just kind of tagging along? I'm, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quiet and meditate and uh, thank Mistra for the protection and ask for guidance. All right. Um. So I guess both of you guys, uh, Yaku and Mosher, you both make a religion check and see how good you are at prayer. Uh, that's a nine from O'Share. Okay, <laughs> it rolled like right over twenty. I was like, ah, uh, and then bam. All right, eighteen for Yaku. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so Mosher, you go in there and kind of find a quiet spot, and you are praying and trying to commune with Bahamut. And you get a, you get a sense of peace, and you get a sense of, hmm, almost uh. I don't want to call it gratefulness, but uh, a a kind of general sense that you're on the right path, and you know you 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 get the sense that you're not doing your God a disservice. But other than that, you don't really get a lot. 
Okay. Yaku, you go down and you thank Mistra and you kind of do this communing thing. Um, and you also kind of get this, this, this sense of, of peace. And then like, Hey, you've done good. Like you're, you're, you're doing well. Keep at it. Add a boy, that kind of shit. But also, um, you don't hear anything, but kind of after this general sense of well-being, um, you get a sense of unease and you you feel the presence of Mistra, uh, but her presence seems different somehow. It feels it feels a little bit wrong. It feels like it feels like there's almost something wrong with her. But you couldn't put your finger on what it could be. But it's it, it, it's this general sense of anxiety that lingers, uh, you know, after you after you kind of kind of finish this time of prayer. Uh, but that's that's what you guys get there. All right. Uh, so is that all the business we have in Oriton? Are you guys moving on? I'm good. Um, yep, I'm good. Are there all any? Right like shops or anything uh this is kind of like a pretty well established place right uh is a well established place i'm going to say this because there's there's something i really want to get to before i close this out and oh, let's go so we're good so, we go. okay um but i'll say like retroactively if you really wanted to buy like potions and shit we can do that and deal with that when we um start the next game all right so you guys take off and you guys head north and just really quick for funsies. I have my giant map of Faerun here that I'll show you generally where you guys are going. So it's a big place. Um, but if you, I'm going to ping some stuff on the map here for you. So if you zoom in kind of in the Northern section, so this is the, uh, in the big coastal city of Waterdeep over here. You guys, uh, when you first got the notice for the job and going to Oriton, you guys are going on kind of this uh, this eastern road off in this direction. And Oriton is somewhere right about here, inland. So that's, that's where Oriton is. And the place that... What's her face? I forgot her name entirely. Lenore or no. Nassar? Uh, Nasra. That's Nasra. Yes. The place, that, the place that Nasra, I have too many NPCs. Uh, the place that Nasra told you to go and meet her cousin, um, to the best of your knowledge, is somewhere up here. That's off in that direction. So it's quite a bit north, uh, kind of uh, the, the upper end of the range of the Great Peak Mountains in kind of the higher forest, somewhere over there. And so that is where you guys are going to head to, uh, which is going to be, it's going to take you guys a few days at least. It's a, probably more than that. It's a, it's quite a journey, especially since you guys are basically going on foot. Uh, however, it is still pretty much morning time as you are heading out of Oriton. And you head north uh, and probably go for, an entire day really without kind of uh, anything going wrong. There's no really uh, no roadblocks or anything. 
it's a pretty well-traveled road and it means it's for the most part, it's pretty safe and you guys don't really encounter anything out of the ordinary on day one, just a lot of walking, a lot of really pretty scenery. Uh, for a lot of the way up, you start following this river that kind of runs north to south that goes uh, pretty close to the road. And you guys spend another night out in the wilderness. You get up, you do another day of travel, and it's about the second day that you are coming to kind of a crossroads where you can keep heading north, and there's another road joining it uh, from the, you know, much further east. And you guys are about here. So anyway, I'll fix that later. But you guys come up to this road, and it's along the river, and there's another road that's joining it coming from the far east. And at this junction in the crossroads, you see kind of this caravan where there's a wagon, there's a few horses. Uh, you see a couple of folk. There's a, a human woman and kind of an elven man that are both wearing kind of heavier armor, and they've they've got swords and they they look kind of like guards. And there's a, the horses are disconnected from the wagon. They're they're down at the water having a drink, and also kind of hanging out around where the the wagon is is a kind of teal-skinned dragonborn woman and she's wearing like this uh this very fine looking red silk dress and she's dressed uh kind of kind of like nobility like this is this is a person who you know definitely has means and you see her hanging out by this wagon and as you approach because you kind of have to go past it to keep going north she looks up and she sees all of you she freezes and looks directly at you Moshare and then she starts screaming and that's where we're going to end the session Thank you.